Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the legend, Mr. Blue, number five, Bobby Plager. Welcome, everyone, to a somber episode of From the Point. My name is Chris. We have Joe, and we have uh, two very special guests on as well for this episode. We have Matthew and Stephen Webster. How are you boys doing today? Doing um, all right. Doing, doing oh, well, fine. Doing, well, all things I mean, considered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, just, you know, doing, doing, doing all right. I mean, it's kind of still kind of shaking a little bit. Yeah. Just, I mean... It's people can think that's silly because you don't know a person and you're kind of shaken up by, you know, something that's happened to them. But I mean, when when somebody is uh, tied to something that you love, um, no matter mm-hmm. how well you knew them, whether or not you knew them, it's still it's still kind of, sh- you know, rocks yeah. you a little bit. I'm happy to be back, uh, just not under these circumstances. Right. <laughs> and I'm, ha- I'm happy to be on. I'm happy to be on for the first time, just not under these circumstances. <laughs> right. Right. And the circumstances that the, the Webster twins are talking about is uh, yesterday we, as in the St. Louis Blues, friends, fans, family, players, whatever, um, we lost one of the iconic members of our team, Bob Plager passed away in a car accident yesterday and we were going to do the episode that we had talked about earlier with the the greatest blues team in our generation, but we didn't want to just do a in memoriam to Bob Plager. We wanted to dedicate a, a full on episode to the man. So, um, you know, we have Joe, Again, we have Matt, we have Steven. We're just going to kind of kind of reminisce of, of you know what Bob Plager meant to the team, meant to us as fans, uh, and, and a town with St. Louis. So mm-hmm. uh, from here, I want to go ahead and play some, some clips for you of some of his previous teammates, and we'll get this ball rolling. Bobby, uh, he was a... a... A good guy for a hockey team. He was loose, you know, and he kept all the players loose. So uh, he played well in St. Louis, and uh, you know, he, he he came to play. He was uh, a type of player you'd rather play with him than against him. He played against Bobby and Junior. He was a character, but uh, he was a character I didn't like. Yeah, Bobby was always a character, and we had a little tussle uh, a couple years before I came to the Blues. And uh, he sort of, he got me, he hit me over the head, you know, and, uh, and I was bleeding profusely. <laughs> and when, you know, two years later, we're on the same team, so we sort of laughed about it. At that point, I knew I was going to be on his team, so uh, I didn't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> he would run his brother to win a hockey game, and that's the way Bobby, Bobby came to play, and, and uh, he liked to joke around. He pulled a couple of things on me that I wouldn't uh, say he knows. He could get away with things as far as, uh, as with an owner or stuff like that uh, because he would do it with a smile or, or a joke. He was just a fun-loving guy and he kept everybody loose and blended in well with all the players. He was just that kind of a guy. NHL isn't just going out every night and, and putting on your jersey. You have a responsibility to your community and to the people who come to see you every night and, and 
really pour their heart and soul into the team just as much as you do. And I think that was um, the biggest lesson that I learned from him here. And, and you know, I, th I think as you would know, if you ask anyone around, you know, the organization or, or the city, they, they all have a Bobby Plager story and they all probably have a big smile on their face when they're telling it. Hello everyone, I'm Wayne Gretzky, and obviously we're all devastated by the passing of Mr. Plager. I will tell you this, as a blues player, he was the first person we met when we walked through the locker room. He taught us all how to be a St. Louis Blue, from Glenn Hall and Red Berenson, to Bernie Federico, Brian Sutter, to Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, and of course, Brad Hall and Wayne Gretzky. Not only teach us how to be a St. Louis Blue, but he taught us how important the community of St. Louis is and how wonderful the people are in the city of St. Louis. Mr. Plager, you will be missed. God bless. You said he was one of the most iconic blues. I would argue he is the most iconic blue, mm -hmm. like he's the godfather. And it, and it, he proved that it's not so much about um, stats. It's not so much about, you know, skill mm -hmm. or playoff appearance. It's about being an institution mm -hmm. for a franchise, being, you know, from bell to bell from the day he started because he was he played for the canadians right and he was picked up in a, yeah. the expansion draft in 1967 i think it was the canadians mm -hmm. i know noel picard noel picard played for the canadians yeah. as so, well but so. uh, either way in, in original 16 yeah when kind of that first nhl expansion happened um bobby plager went to the blues um joined up with his brothers yeah and just from i just a uh, career from bell to bell somebody who spent his entire um, notable hockey life mm -hmm. for a city, a place that he adopted as his own, somebody who was, you know, when you think of the blues, if you're, if you're a fan of the NHL, but not so much know a lot about mm -hmm. the blues, of course you see the people walking around with the Gretzky jerseys. Although yeah. Gretzky only played 21 games with the blues. Yeah. You see people talking about <laughs> yeah. Brett Hall. A lot of Brett Hall. You see yeah. people talking about Bennington or about the 2019 Stanley cup team, but all, really all deserved all, praise. All deservedly. Yeah. So though, those are the things highlighted on NHL network. That's yeah. what you're going to see. But if you're a true blue St. Louis and no pun intended, they're true blue, yeah. but also a true blues fan there. Um, Bob Plager from the start, pretty much the start of his hockey life, mm -hmm. um, his professional hockey life in the NHL up until when he tragically passed away, just but the time we're recording this yesterday, he was a blue through and through mm -hmm. and his iconic status in St. Louis is to us, what makes him the pinnacle, the greatest blue to ever yeah. don the note. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it here, everyone. Uh, <laughs> you I mentioned, no, no, no. <laughs> right. go ahead. You Sorry. mentioned that he adopted St. Louis, and mm -hmm. I really think St. Louis adopted him as well because yeah. the way he played the game is the cookie cutter. Yeah. Just when you think of St. Louis Blues hockey, you think of the way he played the game. Yeah. Tough, you know, gritty, he was, you know. Tough, gritty. He had skill. He played with heart. Yes. He he brought he was able to bring a team together. He did that a lot in 2019 when we went on our cup run. Mm -hmm. um, Joe, we were talking offline about his ability to bring people together, um, and and a lot of what you said really kind of moved me. 
Uh, tell me more about that. Yeah, so I actually have a personal anecdote with Mr. Plager, and Excellent. it only came about two years ago. And I have to preface this by um, saying that the reaction that you might have and that the Webster twins will probably have is what? So yeah, exactly. So two years ago, I was uh, going to see a friend's band at Helen Fitzgerald's, which um, for those that don't know what I've done in a past life, um, I'm very well noted as being a cover band musician. And uh, I was going to see a fellow friend's uh, cover band um, one Saturday night after the Blues won the Cup in 2019. I think it was somewhere around either like August or September, maybe even October. Anyway, so I'm standing uh, next to a door. And who do I see out of the corner of my eye? Well, I see a bunch of people dressed up in blues gear. And right there, within like three feet of me, is Mr. Bobby Plager. Oh, my gosh. And I froze. So the thing is, I really wanted to say something. And because the best way I can say it is, and this comes from a previous rule that I had because it was kind of a rule that it's kind of one of those never meet your heroes type of rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the same, same applied back a long, long time ago when I worked at St. Louis bread company. Um, and Whitey Herzog would come in. I, oh. I didn't ever approach Whitey. He looked like he just wanted to have a meal with his wife. So I never did. And that same restraint prompted me not to say anything to Mr. Plager, even though deep down in my heart, I wanted to. And I just wanted to say, I, I wanted to take five seconds out of his time and say, thank you so much for everything you've done, Mr. Plager. And then just moved on. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. The thing that I noticed about that particular night was his whole entire entourage that was with him. It just kept piling up. There were people that kept showing up around the circle and it was about maybe 15 to 25 deep at almost the end of the night or from the last time that I saw Mr. Plager. Mm -hmm. That was him in a nutshell. He was that yeah. involved heavily with the community of St. Louis. And like, like was the, what was just mentioned, it was something that Chris and I talked about before the podcast is this was a man that not only embodied St. Louis, but kind of adopted it as his city, even though he was Canadian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, long after he retired, he was a fixture in the community. And you only need not look at the multiple amount of appearances that he's made. Actually, side, on, side note on that, I've seen on my Facebook feed today countless friends posting pictures with them posed with Bob Plager. He was everywhere. It's awesome. He could be at a moment's notice at a car show. He could be watching a band at a bar. He could be at some kind of junior hockey game. The guy was everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
he he's yeah he's, he, he's not just simply yeah go ahead sorry he 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 just literally took this city under his wing as much as we took him under our wing yeah he he is the he is the perfect example that I think of whenever there are athletes that come here that that I love and excited about people who come to the Cardinals or come to the Blues. And when I always tell people, I'm like, I hope they spend a long time here mm-hmm. and they retire here. And when they retire here, they become ambassadors for this team and this city. Mm-hmm. The person in my mind when I say those things is Bob Plager. Yeah. Like he is the example. Mm-hmm. And like Joe just said, you know, he's he's with the people. That's why he's the king. Mm-hmm. Because he and maybe not king is the best illustration, but he, he's a man of the he's he's the man of the people. He's mm-hmm. the people's champion. You know, he he's going to car shows and to dive bars and he's He's not just someone who used to play here mm-hmm. and who represents the team. He is a St. Louisan. Mm-hmm. He also and he also managed to have. Yeah, I was going to say he also managed to have well three different locations in this town of his own bar, Bobby's place. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there was one by where where I used to work, but you guys still work there. But yeah, I remember going to that Bobby's place and just being like, man, I hope I see, like, this is Bob Plager's establishment. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope I see him, even though it was like during lunchtime and no one was there. Right. right. It's just, <laughs> just establishing his roots here. Yeah. When I think of who I want to be ambassadors for our city, mm-hmm. Bob Plager is the person who's in my mind yeah. whenever I think that. Mm-hmm. And he's always one of those guys that's like, man, like when he passes away, that's that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt for how much of a fixture he was mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And you can really see it. I I know you guys always joke on your own podcast about how much of a cesspool Facebook is, right? <laughs> but right. Yeah. yeah. But um. This is true. <gasps> everything that I've everything that I've seen on my feed today has related to Mister Plager. There's not been anything yeah. related to politics, fortunately. There's not been anything related to any other subject. It just seems like Mr. Plager. It, it seems like Bobby Plager is the the guy here in St. Louis that everybody's turned their attention to. That is one thing I missed about having a Facebook. Um, just in this particular instance, was I w- I wish I still had one just so I could scroll through. And see all the love for him because mm-hmm. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, and, and there was a lot, um, but I just I wanted to scroll through and just see how much love people mm-hmm. had for for Bobby Plager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll talk about my experience with uh, with Mister Plager. <laughs> yeah, go um, for it. it. Yeah, it was. Uh, we we were at a we were at a hockey game. And it was in between intermissions and it wasn't like I wasn't doing what a lot of people were doing. Oh, you know, Bobby Plager, let me, let me do this. Let me get a picture. Let me get an autograph and stuff like that. I essentially just shook his hand. um, And he told me, you know, let's go blues, hope for a winner. And I hope you're having a good time. And for everything that I have read about the man, I've read a lot of comments on Reddit, um, the Mm -hmm. cesspool known as Reddit. Um, Yeah. But when something like this happens, especially to a cherished St. Louis center, a cherished 
you know, sports personality. Um, The fans really do know how to come together. And, you know, there was a lot of people like kind of Joe and Matt were, were touching base on. A lot of people were saying how how they would they would be sitting at a bar with their with their Steen jersey on and when Alex Steen had scored an overtime winner, Bob Plager came over, gave the guy a bush beer. And, <sighs> you know, and he was just he was that type of person, always that type of person who you would want to have a beer with. Yeah. And it was all the time. Like some people, they get in front of a camera, a microphone, and they become a person that they're not. Whereas mm-hmm. you could tell just by looking at him and with his actions, both, you know, on, on the ice, quote unquote, or in the arena, um, yeah. or just, you know, going to a grocery store that he was who he was. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of rare in sports and in entertainment that you get someone as pure like that. Um, I, you know, I, I really wanted to do this podcast, but I'm, I'm, I'm really at a loss of words right now. Just, just because of what happened. Um, Matt, I know you were, you were kind of scrolling through Twitter. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, what was some of the things that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, before I get into that, um, I like the story about handing a guy uh, a beer, yeah. and I know it was in in good taste. Uh, but he was a notorious prankster as well when he was a player. So I yeah. thought it'd be funny <laughs> if like it was a prank and it was like half like half a beer with like cigarette butts and in it stuff. And, <laughs> and I could see. I but if it were me, I'd take a drink looking he'd probably be chuckling and laughing and pat you on the back and buy you an actual beer so just right someone who has who who just had so much life yeah and i i could really only read things i couldn't bring myself to watch anything Mm -hmm. because when we won the stanley cup in 2019 the two people that just i was overjoyed to see hoist the cup was uh, Bernie Federko, mm-hmm. who his reaction to seeing the cup was just like so, so much genuine joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bob Plager. Yeah. And the video of him taking it to Barclay's grave. And yeah. it's just, Ugh. I couldn't bring myself to watch that stuff. Like it's just, it just hurt too much. But, um, so but when you a, watch those, but when you watch those, it's like, watching a five-year-old on Christmas morning. Yeah. Like it yeah. was, oh, it was that kind of pure enjoyment and pure happiness yeah, that you can exactly. only get with that. And, you know, Federko is another one of those guys mm-hmm. that, uh, um, you know, that really embodies what it means to be a St. Louis blue. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep but I don't exactly. think quite as deep as Bob Plager. I have, right. I have to add a note on um, when he yep. raised the cup. So I was there at enterprise center for the game seven watch party. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned that on the um, on one of the previous episodes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah you keep rubbing it in, but go on. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was at home with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I distinctly remember there were a couple of times where the crowd just absolutely exploded. Obviously, when Petro raised the cup, first and foremost, yeah. that's when everybody just went nuts. But you give it about 10 or 15 minutes time later as the cup's being passed around and 
it finally gets to Mr. Plager. And yeah. everybody was still in the arena. Nobody had left. In fact, of course. Yeah. It, it took probably about 30 to 35 minutes for people to start filing out. And once they did, everybody did a, a victory lamp around the arena. Yeah. But I, I digress. The, the thing that I distinctly remember is seeing the crowd just erupt yet again when the cup was placed in the hands of Bobby Plager. Yes. Chills. It, it, it induced yeah. chills. People. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it goes to show to speaking on that unification. I mean, it, it's not just older folks either mm -hmm. who would reminisce about maybe watching Bob Plager play or, yeah. or it's not just, you know, it's not just, you know, older folks like, you know, our uncle, um, and our grandpa who would go to blues games together when our uncle was younger. And I heard, I always heard the name, even though, you know, I was sitting watching Chris Pronger and Pavel Dimitra and Keith Kachuk and mm -hmm. Doug Waite. And then, um, the, the teams after that, I always heard from our grandpa and from our uncle, Bobby Plager, Bob Plager, yeah. Barclay Plager, and yeah. like not really knowing who they are, but just being in a situation like that, the unifying experience, young and old, both mm -hmm. erupting when Bob Player gets it. Because not only do St. Louisans take the blues seriously, they take blues history seriously. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. we said before, the linchpin in there is Bob Plager. Yeah. So Matt, you said unifying a friend of mine, um, him and his dad went to Bob Plager's Jersey retirement and they both had such reverence for the man that, mm -hmm. you know, one generation watched him play and grew up around him. One generation um, knows him as a legend and as somebody who was in the front office, but was such a, a mainstay in the city. Yeah. Both both father and son watching this go on and, you know, crying and hugging one yeah. another. It's just, you know, it's it's the same kind of expression of emotion from multiple generations coming together, yeah. watching a team that they love and then seeing um, one of its its greatest ambassador yeah. kind of get that the ultimate prize at the end. Yeah, um, exactly. I feel like everyone who becomes a Blues fan mm – -hmm. It's. I feel like if he had the resources to do it, I feel like Bob Plager would call every new Blues fan and be like, "Hey, I'm Bob Plager, and you know, welcome yeah. to the crew or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that'd be something he would do if he had the 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 resources for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was scrolling through Twitter and Instagram, had some of them, and so first a quote from Captain Ryan O'Reilly, um, another man who I hope becomes like like a Bob Plager mm -hmm. for this city. Yeah. Um, and so Ryan O'Reilly said, for us uh, that are playing right now, it's more than just us. We're playing for guys like Bobby that took so much pride in playing for the Blues and representing the city in a great way. We look at it now and think all of us feel an obligation. We have to go out there and play for him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's your captain just putting it all out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Craig Berube said he loves the St. Louis Blues more than anybody, mm -hmm. which I don't think anybody can argue with that. Yeah. Um, mm -mm. Jamie Rivers, former St. Louis Blue, uh, just said, thank you for everything you have done for our team and our – thank you for everything you have done for our team and our city. You taught us all what it truly means to bleed blue. I'm going to miss you and you uh, – in, uh, in your – sorry, I have chicken scratch – I uh, miss you and your jokes so much. Rest, 
rest uh rest in peace bobby i'm ruining this moment because i can't read my own handwriting um, <laughs> but then david backus um uh, former captain of the blues someone who also um encompassed what it meant to play like a blue mm-hmm. uh said bobby plager loved st louis and st louis loved bobby plager an original and a one of a kind that will never be replaced. He set the tone for the organization on what it meant to be a blue and made everyone understand what an honor it was to wear that jersey and represent this town. He was one of the best storytellers and was a walking blues history lesson. He is already sorely missed and has left a vacancy that cannot be filled. Cheers, Bobby. Rest easy. So... I mean, that tells you all you need to know right there. Mm-hmm. Like, just the complete respect that he got from everybody mm-hmm. and how he really... I mean, you, everyone said you come into this organization, he shows you and guides you on what it means to play for this Kinda team. Kind of like the gatekeeper. Yeah, like the godfather. You, like you, you, yeah. you give your reverence and you pay the tribute mm-hmm. to Bob Plager. Yeah. Are you the gatekeeper? Yes. Sorry. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I was trying to make a Ghostbusters reference. <laughs> That's something that you always have to do on this show. You always have to bring up a movie reference and you have to bring yeah. up wrestling. And you've done both of those in the first, yeah. I don't know, 15 minutes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. So you had mentioned David Backus and how he kind of taught everyone what it was like to be a blue. And you hear stories uh, from around the league, like Mark Messier was one of those players for the Edmonton Oilers, but you know, Messier went on to other teams. He, he decided to, to go a different route. Bobby Plager stayed with the blues for 52 plus years. Yeah. And, and David Backus said it himself best. I think it was Backus was, he cannot be replaced. He will not yeah. be replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and when O'Reilly was saying that, you know, when we go out on the ice and play, we're not just playing for, you know, the team we're playing for Bobby. We're playing for, mm-hmm. you know, everyone who kind of embodies that. And, you know, it's gotta be really hard on those players, especially the players like, Ryan O'Reilly, when they first joined the team, the first person that they talked to was Bobby Plager, and they gave him yeah. the jersey. Or with uh, Tory Krug, Joe and I were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, he did that exact same thing with Tory Krug, and yep. you know, to be able to get that kind of warm welcome, you know, it's 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 heart wrenching to know that that can't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure someone will pick up, you know, yeah. doing something like that, but it, it's got to be rough on the players. I know it's rough on the fans, but man, yeah. the players who are around them all the time, mm-hmm. it's got to be tough. Um, I know you boys haven't gotten an opportunity to meet him, but what was kind of like a, a standout blues fan moment about Bobby Plager? Um, so I... I feel like I had an opportunity. I wasn't sure. So I used to work out um, in Earth City, which is another kind of city close to um, St. Charles, which is kind yeah. of an, a, a, a a metropolitan like hub in, in yeah. St. Louis. Um, right. Both are like cities in St. Louis, and they're kind of parallel to one another. But um, I used to work in a city called Earth City, and, and kind of down the street, 
from my job was a gas station that had a McDonald's attached to it. Me and some buddies on our break, uh, we would frequent this gas station. Mm -hmm. And uh, every now and then, one of them may venture into the McDonald's, and then we have to go get them because we we only had 15 minutes for a break. And uh, one of those times, I look at a booth, and I kind of do a double take, and I – kind of nudge my buddy Frank who hit Frank and it was Frank and his dad who had that moment at Bobby Plager, um, Bobby Plager's retirement, uh, Jersey retirement ceremony. I was like, Frank, I think that's Bob Plager. And he's like, he's like, Oh my God. I like really, I really. And then like, uh, like we were like, what do we do? Yeah. Cause like, I have social anxiety, so <laughs> yes. uh, I would feel <laughs> foolish if I went up and it was just some random older gentleman. I feel weird talking to regular people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I just didn't want it to go over. And then it's almost like he looks up and then he looks nothing like him, <laughs> yeah. and he thinks I'm trying to take his egg McMuffin. <laughs> yes. um, so like, uh, I didn't want to make a. Fool. Are you Mark McGuire? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Isaac Bruce? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to embarrass myself. Um, so it just kind of from afar, just kind of looked closely and looked closely and we just kind of left without doing anything. But I had, I feel like I had an opportunity Mm -hmm. to, to go up and meet Bob Plager. Um, but it was not to be, um, however, just the moment as a fan, those moments as a Mm -hmm. fan to where, um, and I know we've hinted at them. We may have even, you know, talked a little bit mm-hmm. uh, about it, but just kind of the common denominator in all of this is so much in the blues history, especially in the last 10 years or so um, that the blues have been hot yeah. contenders for the playoffs, no matter if it's eking in or going in dominant. Um, the main person that you see in all of it, the, the, I said linchpin earlier, kind mm-hmm. of the main person who threads it all together is Bob Plager um, and the Stanley, you know, during the finals, Stanley Cup finals when the Blues won the Stanley Cup in 2019, um, you know, they had these video montages before each playoff series. Yeah. It was like, hey, buddy, like it's yeah. time. And it was just so cool because Bob Plager was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as, as a Blues fan, just seeing, we'd said the Godfather. Mm-hmm. you know, of the team and seeing, you know, my favorite moment as a blues fan with Bob player is that time where he gets to hoist the Stanley cup yeah. to where this guy who's been in hockey all of his life, he knows the you, suffering better than anybody. Exactly. Someone who's who mm-hmm. the, the key guy who stuck with the franchise, who stuck through it. This person who you think has, I mean, he'd been in three Stanley cups himself. Yeah. Um, and somebody who you think was seasoned enough to be to not really be phased by so many things to he you know I've seen it all I've been through it all but someone who just has this childlike joy when mm-hmm. he finally gets to what is one of his ultimate goals and being in professional hockey was the Stanley Cup he, I feel and like he he's like everyone's grandpa or yeah. everyone's dad or just everyone's kinda, brother it's kind yeah. of like taking in that joy of his quote unquote grandchildren yeah. and of his children and, you know, being, being someone you had mentioned going to his brother Barclay who yeah. died um, way too soon mm-hmm. back in the kind of still the infancy of the blues, those first 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking, taking the cup to his brother's grave yeah. and like enjoying that. And just as a blues fan, 
when you finally get to see the person who's had the ultimate suffering, you know, with through the good and the bad of being a blues participant in the franchise. Yeah. Just seeing that just, it, it's, it's like the, it's the ultimate ending to the, the biggest act of yeah. it, a long movie. Yeah. And just to see him be able to bask in that for a few mm-hmm. years and be able to, you know, wear his Stanley cup ring with pride, get his parade, exact, get his parade and just seeing Bob Plager enjoy the spoils mm-hmm. um, of of the of franchise that has like he's given so much. He to. is all of us. He's quite literally yeah, all of us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and right. just so that's what you know. In lieu of meeting the man, in lieu of having a moment to where I got a picture taken with him, just seeing him as you know vicariously as a Blues fan, seeing him mm-hmm. who's probably like I said suffered the most. Um, as far as the franchise goes, yeah, um, and who's you know really just waited and waited and waited. His waiting is finally rewarded. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, you know the fan moments. Um, I, I think if I were to choose my fan moment, it was when during the the retirement ceremony for his number, um, when they were raising his number up and they bring Barkley's number down mm-hmm. to meet him halfway yeah. and they both oh, raised up together. Yeah. Man, that right there, that that was one of the only times I've ever cried at a, you know, during a hockey game or right. or even the intro of it. It was so touching of the Blues organization. They understand what what he brings to the city and to the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Um and, and that was I think that right there was my was my fan moment right there. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. I'm going to remember this forever." And you know, I <laughs> I, I feel like I'm getting kind of choked up thinking about sure, it now. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was it was just so such a beautiful moment and he was able to be there with his family and his friends and and former players. Yeah. And, and it's just we. I kind of touched base on it earlier, but it was that the purity of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the team you know? dog they named after his brother Barclay, mm-hmm. not only because it's a clever play on words because Bark Clay. Yeah, but uh, there's a picture <laughs> of him letting Barclay the dog drink out of the cup, and he's got it tilted, uh, tilted down towards him. He's drinking out of the cup, so. It's kind of sweet. Like in a way, Barclay did get to enjoy mm-hmm. the the Stanley Cup victory. Yeah. So, and just the look on Bobby's face is just this this exuberant, vibrant happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, just as he's, as he's letting that dog named after his brother drink from the Stanley Cup that he's waited so long mm-hmm. to bring to this city. Right. Someone got a yeah. text message. Yeah, it was me. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ruined my own moment. <laughs> Something to add to the happiness factor of yeah. Bob Plager is something that was rather intriguing today when I was scrolling through, again, my Facebook feed. I saw like about four different autographs of my friends or acquaintances of Bob Plager. And it was noted that in his autograph, 
And you can actually see this. He draws a smiley face. Oh, that's awesome. So that actually is yet again another testament to that playful demeanor that he had. He was yeah. he he was like like you said the ambassador of this team. Mm-hmm. An ambassador like that sure. you could only get that far with that warm of a personality. So yeah. It I'd never really noticed his autograph that intently until today. And that just kind of stuck out to me. Just he, yeah. him drawing the smiley face. There's no Brett Hull hockey hall of fame, blah, 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 because I don't think he's yeah. in the hall a hockey hall of fame, but he's got that smiley face. And that's just a nice little touch to yeah. who the man was. Yeah. Yeah. And I just hearing, hearing the name Bob Plager for to, to add a personal touch to it. Cause again, since I didn't have a personal, like, story with the mm-hmm. man it just reminds me of just being at my grandparents house yeah like it reminds mm-hmm. me not, our grandpa know, our grandpa at one point kind of looked like bob our Plager. grandpa is yeah. around the same age as bob yeah. Plager. our grandpa had been what has been watching the blues since 67 67 yeah. he's he's he raised you know our uncle to be a huge blues fan um, I don't know if our, our it definitely was on when our mom was young. Our mom is older than our uncle. Mom didn't start watching hockey until we got into hockey. Really intently, so, at yeah. least. Um, so. But it makes me think of our grandpa and, by extension, our uncle, who our uncle Matt, I think you mentioned on uh, on our, on their first games episode, yeah. that our uncle was a season ticket holder, and he's he's he was our access to going to Blues games. Yeah. But it makes me think of times in elementary school to where the first kind of like behind the scenes blues book of like these blues yeah. alumni and legends talking about kind of what on what went on in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, I remember that sitting on our grandpa's end table next to like the chair he always sat in. And it just reminds me of like him telling stories about like watching watching like those the old blues mm-hmm. team and then later telling on telling us stories 70s, from that book. Exactly, and just being it's like Grandpa, I'll read it. You don't have to yeah, tell me stories. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm 11, but I read it at a 14 year old reading level. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, it's just it's just great because it just reminds me of my grandpa, and it reminds yeah. me of being a young kid. You know, although I watched the the Pronger McKinnis teams yeah. at the time, you know, hearing about the the alumni, hearing about the the uh, the I guess old farts yeah. <laughs> uh, from uh, from our grandpa, from someone who watched it. But it's just, it's just, it just reminds me. I'd say that's my personal touch. Yeah. Also, is it just reminds me of my grandpa, and it reminds mm-hmm. me of sitting at my grandparents' house, uh, hearing him talk about those blues teams, hearing yeah. him talk about stories from the book, and just you know, it just, it just, it gives me a warm feeling hearing Bob Plager. It makes me think of my grandpa. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Stephen, that that actually is a very poignant observation, and actually another memory that I have as a fan mm-hmm. about just all these interviews back when I would listen to KMLX or uh, watch a game on KPLR. There was a specific game a couple of years ago. I don't remember who was the opponent. Um, and I don't necessarily remember the year either, but I remember Kerber was talking with Plager either during an intermission 
or um, during the game itself. And he had come on the air and specifically he was talking about a subject. You'll, you'll like this one. So the term was called Kansas city dropbacks. So basically what this referred to is when a defensive player or really any other player on the blue line would drop a pass back to the ice towards the goalie. It meant that if you attempted it, that you were sent as punishment back in the day, back to the minor league affiliate in Kansas city to to play. So I, I kind of found that very interesting because it, it, at this point in hockey, that's actually a strategy that some players will use as they'll drop a pass back. But I guess back in the day, it was forward motion and you were moving it up the ice. So coaches didn't like it when you dropped the pass back, which it it speaks to that um, hard hat um, play a full shift type of mentality that those old players had, that Plager had, and specifically what that team was constructed as. It was constructed as a hard-hitting defensive team. Even the Wikipedia article that I'm looking at right now for Bobby Plager says that during his time with the Blues, the team had started its exist. Excuse me, had started its existence with a hard-hitting defensive-oriented squad that appeared in three straight Stanley Cup playoffs. In addition, it goes on to say that Bob Plager earned a reputation as a blue. Excuse me, as a bruising player with a devastating hip check, which is something I don't know if you have been thumbing through old pictures today of Bob Plager. There's been some rather comical ones I've seen. I've seen some old trading cards of him where he's got a very Justin Falk mustache to himself. Yes. But, but he doesn't look like the physique of a modern NHL player. It looks like he's playing more of a beer league than uh, playing, (laughs) playing the modern game. (laughs) <laughs> but one of the most iconic pictures of him is applying that hip check. I can't make out who the player on the Rangers was, but it looks like it was somebody from the Rangers, but he's got this devastating hip check that actually yeah. took the guy airborne. Yes, that's awesome. So his hip check was the, was the thing that he, it, the, the hip check was actually the thing that was, like his party gift on the ice and, and players have tried to replicate it, but because of the rules today, they can't do exactly what Mr. Plager did. Um, and it says, and this is kind of on the result for his hard hitting, um, play. He had a lot of injuries over his career, but it says despite injuries, Plager was able to play, get this, 615 games over 11 years for the St. Louis Blues. Nice. That's awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Let me get that. Let let me, let me get to that real quick. uh, As I scroll along here, NHL totals. um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do playoffs and all this. This is just regular season. One, two, three, four, 802 penalty minutes. Good night. <laughs> wow. He's in the box he got, once a game. Yeah. 
Well, he got the first two in in the St. Louis Blues' first game ever. He got the first yeah. two penalty minutes in that game, the first penalty ever for the Blues. Uh, and he also had um, he had an assist on the first goal ever scored on the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. So everyone's you know saying you know from the beginning he you know has been Mister Blues from the absolute beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in the record book. The beginning of the record book starts with Bobby Plager. Mm-hmm. And he did everything else that you could possibly name in the organization after his playing career. He yeah, actually, coach. yeah, he was a coach. He was the coach for the Peoria Rivermen uh, back mm-hmm. in the 1990-91 season. And not only did he coach them, but he took them to the Turner Cup Championship, which was at nice. that point in, t- in time like the Calder Cup would be now for a minor league team. Yeah. Uh in the A. Uh he used to he actually for eleven games was the coach for the St. Louis Blues right after Brian Sutter left. Uh but he yeah. he left after those eleven games. He wasn't happy with um I guess what his role was and he decided to go to the, the vice president of player development. I believe I read at one point in time and I think this might have been from the book um, that JR came out with, um, the 100 things that blues fans must yeah. see and do before they die. I've got it. But there's a yeah, quote same. There's a quote in there that um, basically personified uh, Bobby Plager as have done everything for the blues except for drive the Zamboni machine. I can guarantee he probably drove the Zamboni machine too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or he, or they. That's the found first that, thing I would do. <laughs> or they, or they, they, they read that, and they, and Bobby Plager was just in the building at one point. They're like, "Hey, you want to drive the Zamboni?" I'm like, do I? <laughs> of course, yeah. It it does it, his play though. Going back to that, it does it, it that personification of who he was that yeah. reflects in the way that we actually won the cup. Because yep. what did the Blues do two years ago? That was a hard-hitting, defensive-oriented team. Not a lot of flash, although you did get a couple of times where Jaden Sports uh, scored a hat trick, and you had you know those those, yeah. those exciting goals from Gunnarsson uh, in the no yeah in overtime. You had Pat Maroon's goal in double OT, but that was a hard-hitting playoff. Yeah, and that when the game was on the line. the The defense was absolutely suffocating. Mm-hmm. That's a testament to what the Blues are and have been since Bobby Plager donned the uniform. His number five, yeah. his number five, by the way, before it was hoisted up into the rafters, it was actually considered a number of honor because mm-hmm. it wasn't just given out to any old defenseman. It was usually given out to somebody that basically was playing the way that Mr. Plager would want to play the game. Yeah. Yep. And if you look at the number fives that were after him, they were pretty tough guys. I mean, you had Rob, yeah. you had Rob Ramage wear number five. You had um, Garth Butcher wore number five. Yeah. Um, there were some other guys in the 90s that did that didn't really last, but then the most notable, obviously, was 
the, the last guy that wore it before it was retired, um, Barrett Jackman. Barrett Jackman, yep. And he, you know, I have been listening to you guys talking, and the only thing that's playing through my head is, Bob, you want to drive the Zamboni? You damn right I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's keys, all dude. I've been thinking about, like the past five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right I do. So we've kind of discussed everything about Bobby Plager as as a person while he graced us here on Earth. Um, how do you think? How do you think his legacy will live on from today moving forward? And how do you think the players will react um, moving forward? Um, I think he'll forever. As long as so the blues, the fandom, I think will help with this. Definitely, this is a a a, a legacy, a legacy franchise that you grandfather, you know, different generations into. Um, as long as fans stay educated on who the man was, as long as they have somebody telling them, pointing at maybe a picture mm-hmm. at enterprise as it adorns the hallway. That's Bob player. Like mm-hmm. as long as we continue telling further generations, um, about blues history and blues legends, as yeah. long as we keep Bob Plager in the middle of that conversation, I think his legacy in St. Yeah. Louis is going to live on. Um, yeah. I mean, I know they have a more storied history, but you still get people, you know, like talk, in reverence of Rocket Richard, yeah, and of Henri Richard, and of like all the way back to Terry Sawchuck, like for yeah. all you know for the Red Wings or the the Maple Leafs, because further generations tell the stories and the legends yeah. of of these players who built the franchises that they love. So mm-hmm. I think as long as we continue to educate further generations on the history of the team and who who the forefathers are i think bob plager his legacy will forever live on and i think the same goes for if you wear a blue note yeah and you know who came before you i think the players will continue to educate other players and learn themselves and you have people in the franchise who will tell them about the people who came before them and like we said, he was so immersed in the city. You'll have plenty of stories from patrons or bar owners mm-hmm. or, you know, all sorts of, it's not just people in the franchise and like players following his example and educating new people. It's the people in the city that have stories of Bob Plager, either watching him or hanging out with him or talking to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that legacy's ever going to, to die. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, you, you kind of said it yourself, um, sort of. The St. Louis Blues, we are a team based on tradition. Yep. We have one of the strongest alumni in the entire National Hockey League, and it's for a reason. We have, we have a great city. We have a great fan base, but most importantly, we have that history. Yep. We have those traditions, and we kind of keep those alive. And you said, you know, as long as we have someone who's – who you know? Who will point to a picture of Bobby Plager and say, "You know what? That was one tough son of a bitch." And I'm going to tell you a story yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always going to be people who would listen to that because they want to hear that story. They want to. They want to feel like they were a part of it. Yeah. You know, just like we when we were talking about you know the St. Louis Arena, there will always be stories about yeah. 
you know, people going to the arena and wearing three piece suits and, uh, you know, peeing in the trough toilets in the, in the bathroom, you know, uh, there'll always be kind of stories like that. And, and I I really think that things from the arena, right. (laughs) Three piece suits, cigarettes, toilets, (laughs) um, how moving forward, we haven't played very well this year, all nights. Mm-hmm. Do you think this affects the team and how they play? Yeah. Uh, personally, I, I feel they're going to score five goals tonight. And uh, and cool. Joe earlier was like, oh, I think they're going to score six just to one-up you. And I'm like, dude, number five. He's like, oh, yeah, that, that's oh, right. <laughs> um, You know, I, I, think, I think when – and I'm not the Cardinals guy, so please, you know, keep me true – um, but the year that Daryl Kyle died was also the year um, that Jack Buck died. Didn't we go on to win the World Series? No. Uh, we no. did not, no. No? My bad. That's I'll right. cut that no. out of this podcast because I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, like you said, I mean, you're not the Cardinals guy, but you pulled out two significant names, mm-hmm. and we did make the playoffs that year. So yeah. you're, you're almost there. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just right. the ultimate well, thing I mean, wasn't achieved. You know, yeah. I mean, he he kind of you know Bobby Plager envisions himself in that city or in the city, kind of like Jack Buck did. Um, yeah. or, or was it Joe Buck? Yeah. Jack Jack Buck. Buck. Yeah, Jack Buck. Jack Buck. Okay, yeah, Jack Buck and Stan Musial. You know, there's there's a certain level of pedestals here in St. Louis, and uh, you know, a long time ago, Bobby had already placed himself on those pedestals and yeah. we've placed them there. Um, but he'll forever go down as iconic. Uh, yeah. I personally think that the blues will turn their game around. They're going to play their so. asses off yep. for this city and for Bobby. Um, and I'm not going to say that they're going to hoist the cup, but they're going to leave everything out on that ice yeah. trying to mm-hmm. agreed. It's definitely going to be inspirational. I think, there's going to be a little bit of a, there's not going to be just a little bit. There's going to be a big heavy heart on those players in the locker room tonight. I can only imagine even, even somebody that's newer to the club, like a Tory Krug or a Kyle Clifford, mm-hmm. they probably interacted with Mr. Plager enough to know what he stands for in this organization. I see yeah. A very hard defensive effort tonight for the rest of the season into the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of heart. I don't know where it leads us, but I think this is definitely the turning point for the club. Mm-hmm. For the city of St. Louis, this is another one of those moments. It's like losing the aforementioned Daryl Kyle, Jack Buck, Stan usual, or even last year uh, with Bob Gibson and Lou Brock. But this organization lost the face of the franchise. I mean, you, you, you could, you could argue and say it's Federko. You could say it was Brian Sutter or Brett Hall or even now like Tarasenko, but it all started with Bobby. And like Chris said, and we've gone, back to countless times, the stat sheet had his name on it from the get-go. Yep, yep. 
he he was is and will always be this organization well with that being said i think uh i think this is a good time to wrap this game or (laughs) wrap this game up uh time to wrap up this episode um huge thank you to to matthew and and stephen webster you know sure it's we have an open door policy especially for you two anytime you want to come on the show you're open invitation you're more than welcome to um give us an idea of what you want to hear you know this this episode was all about bobby plager so you know i don't care if you sign up for the social medias we're not here about that this episode was specifically for bobby plager so um from all of us here at, at from the point thank you so much for listening um give a let's go blues keep the stories going forward for Bobby Plager. You know, he, <laughs> we spent the last hour talking about the man, um, but so many other people have so many other great stories that you can share. Let's continue that legacy. Let's keep everything moving forward. Um, with that being said, he's Joe. And he's Chris. And those are Stephen and Matt Webster. Hello. <laughs> Hi, thank you. <laughs> and uh, let's do a, a, let's get a let's. Go Blues. Good night, everybody. Well, it's unreal. You know, I had three chances, didn't make it, but tonight makes up for it all, and whatever happened before, this night makes up for it. Not just for me, as I told you before. St. Louis, their fans, our players, our owners. I mean, I don't know what to say. It was uh, was very tough on me, this series, walking around, but I wanted it so bad, so bad. You've been talking about this parade for years, Bob, and you're gonna get your parade. Well, I'm gonna get it, and there's a guy named O'Reilly this year. I gave him his sweater, the players their sweater when they come in numbers, and I told O'Reilly, I said, you know, I need a parade. And tonight, he said, he got me one. That's what he said, I'll get you it. How often got... during this celebration, or when you knew it was coming, did you think about your late brother Barkley, one of the great blues players of all time? Well, we were talking about, we thought about it a lot, all the players in there, the Jimmy, the Noel Bacard, and Al Arbor, the Solomons. I mean, there's so many blues players up there, and and they're, I think we're going to party down here. They're partying up there, and I thought about them a lot. Bob, congratulations. Well, thank you, and thanks to St. Louis. All right, that is the great Bob Plager. I want you-